Hey, welcome back everybody to the Silver and Black Pridecast. As always, this is Levi Damien. I'm riding solo today for this special edition of the Silver and Black Pridecast out at training camp. Um, and I had a chance to sit down with Jonathan Cooper. And for those of you who don't know who that is, he was signed just a few weeks ago when uh, because of injuries and and suspensions and whatnot, uh, the suspensions being to Richie Incognito, who's going to be suspended the first two games of this season. They brought in Cooper to compete and per perhaps, most likely, start those first two games of the season. If you don't know who Jonathan Cooper is, he's a former first-round pick by the Arizona Cardinals back in 2014. Uh, and he's basically he's been bitten by the injury bug quite a bit in his career. He hasn't been able to stick with a lot of teams. He was only he only stayed with the Cardinals for a couple of seasons, and since then he's bounced around quite a bit. And uh, he's had time with the Browns, the, uh, the Cowboys, uh, and he spent some time in Washington with uh, John Gruden's brother, as it turns out. And uh, I, I talked to him, and before I, you know, I asked him how many, just in you know, just in passing, what how many training camps he's been to in his career and he said seven which means he's been to more training camps than he's had years in the NFL which is which is pretty shocking for a guy that came out with his pedigree out of North Carolina um, as a guard he's a he's a uh, he's played both guard spots but uh, the past couple seasons he's lined up exclusively at left guard which is where the Raiders are gonna need him to play during those two games that Reggie Incognito won't be able to go Originally, it would have been Denzel Good, who was the starter for the Raiders last season, but um, Good suffered a back injury, so he had surgery, and his uh, rehab is going to have him out probably into the regular season before he's able to return. So they're really relying on Cooper in the hopes that whatever injuries that he tends to have in his career that he'll at least be able to come in and start for those first two games. That's what's most important. He has he started at least uh, four games, or he's played in at least four games in his each of his NFL seasons. So they only need him there for two. So so long as he can get through through training camp and preseason without getting injured, knock on wood, then uh, then he could be a pretty valuable asset to the team. He clearly has talent. It's just a matter of whether, and really at this point, the Raiders think that it's a matter of whether he can stay healthy. It says a lot that he was still available so late in the offseason. The fact that uh, he didn't have any injuries this offseason, so it wasn't anything like that that was holding him back right now, that he had to wait until he got healthy or anything. It was just a matter of uh, teams being willing to take a chance on him. He stayed, he stayed uh, in shape, and that chance came around for the Raiders. So, uh, all right, we'll jump right into it. Uh, here's my interview with Jonathan Cooper at training camp. So how's camp going for you so far? Uh, it's going pretty good. It's a continuous work in progress and just trying to improve each day. So what do you, uh, what do you, think, what do you think you've learned since you got here about yourself, about the team? Uh, I think I've learned that it's definitely a family-oriented group who likes to work hard, get after it. And um, as for myself, I mean, I think I just relearned that, uh, you know, that I'm willing to work hard and that even if I'm a little rusty, it'll come back to me and I know what kind of player I am. So you, uh, 
it was a pretty pretty late call up for you. I mean, you go through the entire off season without finding a team until till now. Um, what was the, what do you think the reason was that for? Were you? Uh, I don't know. I try not to speculate about it. Uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that where I say it's all in God's timing. So, I mean, it happened late, but it happened. I'm here in camp and. I'm afforded the opportunity to come out here and compete on a great organization. And you were keeping in, in shape that whole time. You say it wasn't an injury-related situation. It was just a matter of just just kind of plugging away and waiting for your that phone call. Yep, pretty much. Just work, waiting on my opportunity. Did you get that? If there any, I mean, I imagine it can get kind of frustrating. Probably start to feel like maybe that call's not coming. Huh? Did you, how were you able to kind of keep the faith? Um, you know, it was just one of those things that. Um, one thing I've learned in the past is just to take it a day at a time. If you get ahead of yourself, then you'll wear yourself to death. You'll start to forget about the little things. So I just made sure that I focused on day by day work and be prepared for my opportunity. Uh, one of the things I always say to myself that when given an opportunity, as long as I'm prepared and I can give my best, then that's it. So I just waited on my opportunity and it came finally. Where did you work out? What did you do? Uh, I worked out at Exos in Arizona. Um, that's where my house is. That's where I drafted. So, tra trained out there at Exos with a good group of guys, and uh, it was definitely good for my mental. Uh, you don't realize it how important that locker room environment is. Just having the guys around to joke with, to every day, just get that. You know, even if it's talking about the dumbest things, but it really means a lot to you. And when that's gone. You really miss it. So being there, able to train the exos, being with a group of guys, and kind of get a simulated locker room feel was really good for me. So you, you trained out there with Richie Incognito, did you not? I did. What was that like? What was that dynamic like <clears throat> between the two of you? Uh, it was really, really good. Uh, we were uh, bench press partners, <laughs> and uh, so we were always competing, pushed each other on that, and uh, even outside, just seeing how fundamentally strong he was from the ground up and kind of trying to tailor some of my things after him and you know just having somebody I could really compete with and he's just a great guy we enjoy competing with each other and having fun. Obviously he has his reputation and and we, we see him like he was at the podium a few days ago and he, mm -hmm. he's very different it seems in person than you would than maybe you think he is if you if you if you just listen to that the, the stories and news and whatnot about him and whatnot what is what was your what was your feel about his personality? Uh, like I said, he's a great guy. And to me, he's been nothing but a great teammate. And, you know, we're at the same position and we're both working hard competing. And any tip he can give me, he'll give me. And there's not even a second thought. And we even drill together. We're uh, partners whenever it's a two-on-two -two thing. So I feel like he's just, he's been a great teammate. Obviously, it's uh it's a bit of an interesting situation, a bit of unique situation, the fact that that it's almost inevitable you're going to be stepping in to the starting role for the first couple of games because of his two-game suspension. So how has he helped? Uh, how has he helped prepare you to for you to step in for him for those two games? Um, honestly, that's been something that we haven't really, you know. I mean, it's just been kind of is what it is situation, but we haven't really gotten into details about that or discussed that, but. I feel like just him being naturally a good teammate, any way he sees that he can help me, any misstep or any time I ask for a critique on my blocking technique, he's there and willing to help me out. They, uh, it's It can be difficult, you know, we, as we all know, you're part of a, co a very cohesive situation with an offensive line when you're in a starting group and they tend to always work together so they can kind of like 
you know, it's all second nature with everybody. You know what everybody's mm -hmm. thinking. How hard is it being that you know you have to step in with the starting group and you, you, you're working almost exclusively just with the second team, not with those first team guys? Uh, I mean, that's something whereas when you're dealing with, when you're surrounded by great players, um, there's nothing to make that adjustment. I mean, yeah, it's not that second nature feel whereas, you know, I've been working with this guy. But when you're playing with great players who communicate and you got five guys on the same page, then you're good to go. And I think having Colton on the one side and Rodney on the other and the whole rest of the line, Trent gave those guys, whoever whoever's in there, I think I know that those other four are going to do what they need to do and they're going to communicate and they're going to make it as easy a transition as possible for whoever's plugged in. So um, we were talking earlier before um, we started here that you said you've been in seven training camps. Um, that that's a that's probably that seems like a pretty tough road for a guy who was a former first round pick to to go from that to the, the switching of teams, the journeyman thing, and uh, what was that? Um, what would you say contributed to that the most? The uh, that your journey, your NFL journey, and what have you what have you learned from it at this point? Uh, well, I think it's just. I've had a bunch of injuries, I mean, and they've been inevitable, nothing that I really could have done. Um, but beyond that, I think what I've learned from it is that I'm resilient and that um, if, I, if I focus on all those injuries and shoulda, woulda, coulda, what coulda been, then I'll beat myself up and I won't be able to have a successful future. So that's been my main focus is just have faith that it's all God's plan and it's going to work in my favor and continue to do my part how it works out, it works out. That's what God has for me. Obviously being a first round pick, a first round pick, you probably were on a few teams' radars just for that reason alone. Um, what do you think was the reason why the why you were on the Raiders' radar? Did they let you in on exactly what it was that, uh, how you got that call? Um, no, not specifically. Uh, I mean, they just said they, they remembered how athletic I was and that that's what that was something that they were looking for at this position with some athleticism and uh, the ability to get gritty and get in there. So uh, they brought me in and worked me out, and I was grateful for it. So obviously injuries, you said they were inevitable, and uh, and sometimes there's just not really anything you can do about it. What are you doing to ensure that this this is your this is your this is the start of something good that you, you can go upward from here? Um. Well, I think, I think, and that's the thing with those other injuries, that they've all been freak injuries, and it hasn't been necessarily a lack of rehab or prehab or whatever, body maintenance. It's all been things where if anybody gets fallen on in that fashion, it's going to do damage to them. But I am trying to make sure that I'm getting extra body work, extra maintenance, whether it's cold tub, foam rolling, stretching, um, just using every tool that's offered to me and uh, making sure that I take care of my body. So, I mean, barring anything crazy happening, I'll be good to go. As far as from a technique standpoint, putting the injuries aside, is there something, I mean, everyone learns learns new things and how to improve their game throughout their NFL careers. Mm -hmm. What, uh, how have you how have you improved your game, like throughout your career, but also specifically since you, since you got here? Um, I think the biggest thing is being coachable and not trying to depend on just athleticism. Um, I think when you're athletic, you get, you're able to get away with some stuff 
And I had a coach once say, it doesn't catch up till it catches up to you. So I think that's been my big thing is be coachable and really hone in on the specific techniques of the coach I have. And uh, really just try to dial in on those things because when you go out there and freelance, it may work once or twice, but like I said, it'll catch up to you. And that's just something that most rookies, most especially if you're, you're highly drafted, you kind of take certain things for granted, and then you have to get to kind of rewire yourself after a while. Right. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, thanks for talking to me. No problem. Hey, good luck uh, in camp and in, in the first two starts of the of the season. Thank you. Hey, thanks again to Jonathan Cooper for joining me for the Silver and Black Pride Cast. Uh, there were a couple of interesting things I thought in what he said. I mean, right at the end there, he was talking about how um, what the team liked about him was how athletic he was, and and he also mentioned he also mentioned he had a lot of freak injuries, which was exactly the same words that Gruden said about him when I asked Gruden, um, uh, Coach Gruden, about uh, about what. Uh, how this came about and what they liked about him and stuff like that. I'll quote him directly. He said, I liked Cooper coming out of college. He reminded me of a guy, McIntyre, who was a 285-pound guard that could really move. You know, that's speaking to his athleticism, which works well in in uh, Tom Cable's his, uh, zone scheme system. you got to be athletic. you got to be able to move. And I'll continue with the quote from Gruden. He said, he was an early draft pick. He had some freak injuries. Like I said, that's what he said. I know the guy that coached him last year in Washington. He's, of course, talking about his brother, Jay Gruden, in, uh, in, in Washington. He started 13 games in Dallas where, where Rich Masaccio was. He's a natural left guard. Incognito was out for the first two games. We need a veteran to play next to Colton, and Coop's done a good job. Coop's a good player if he can be healthy. And of course, you know, like I said, that seems to be the dark cloud that kind of looms over him, and uh, with the freak injuries and whatnot, and uh, and the team's hoping that, you know, that they just need a couple of games out of him for the most part. But you know, like I said, he's he's clearly uh, talented otherwise. And, and the other th- interesting stuff is uh, is the fact that he worked out with Incognito in the off season. It's rather somewhat of a coincidence that he said they were lifting partners and and. Uh, and Incognito talked about him on the second, on the first day at camp. He was, uh, he said that uh, as soon as the suspension was handed down, uh, Mike Mayock called him up and said, "We're going to be signing another guard." And uh, he didn't know who that was going to be, and then he found out it was going to be Jonathan Cooper, the guy that he'd been working out in Arizona with. So I think that adds, honestly, I think that adds another positive element to this because. These guys know each other. They've developed a relationship, a rapport. Uh, they they seem to like each other, and that can only help when you're talking about you know gelling and the camaraderie that goes with being on the same offensive line and the fact that he's got to step in for him for a couple of games. And and uh, Coop, honestly, I mean, the usually when you have these interior guys, you want them to be utility in a way. So either you'd like them to be able to play either guard position. Uh, or maybe guard and tackle or center and guard that way because you don't want to you don't you just don't have the roster space to have 10 offensive linemen on the roster one starter and one backup at each position you need guys who can who can jump around a little bit and uh coop has played both left and right guard so he may be starting for those first two games for uh for incognito but after that he probably make for a pretty good 
reserve up to and perhaps after even when Denzel Good comes back. You know, those are a couple of pretty good reserve options for your interior, your interior line. But uh, again, like I said, uh, thanks to Jonathan Cooper for, for joining me. And I'll see the rest of you at the, on the next episode of the Silver and Black podcast.